Welcome to Uniquely Brilliant, the podcast that encourages you to embrace your unique brilliance. I am Diana Bader, and we're going to talk about unique brilliance today. That's kind of what I'm embracing towards the end of this year as I'm changing things up. And I'm Becky Berry. I'm an executive career coach for women who are determined to have an outsized impact at work by bringing their full selves to work every single day. So yay. yay, it's pretty exciting when we get to talk about the ne- how, how we came up with the name for the podcast and what it means and why we want you to, I guess, really the main thing is why we want you to embrace your, we want people to embrace their own unique brilliance. Oh, well, exactly. I mean, that's, that's what we tossed around for the longest time. And we're both really big into neuro inclusion and being yep. able to think differently and we definitely do. <laughs> and we are surrounded by people who definitely do. Yeah. And, and attract them to our world all the time. So we are pretty much experts in this field. Right. Right. So we had this big old long description of the podcast before in the intro and and in the in the last year, Diana and I were saying it one day or something I went wait wait can't we just say this and we were like oh yeah yeah so six years into this we did take a year off when Diana moved but you know six years into this podcast we finally distilled it down to its essence you know embrace your unique brilliance it's part it's always been part of your work Diana it's part of mine too so what do you what do you think what do you think about when we when we tell them to embrace their unique brilliance I think part part of what I think is, you know, society, education, a lot of other things only look at a narrow view of what normal is yeah. and exclude people who don't fit into that little tiny, tiny box. Right. And the, so all the people outside tend to feel like they don't quite fit and that can cause all sorts of negative ramifications for them down the line if they don't accept who they are and if they're not if they don't aren't surrounded by people who tell them that yeah what what you do how you see the world is really really important because if everybody looked at it like the little box this would be one heck of a boring world well it's funny you keep saying little box because i would wager that the vast majority of people don't fit in that box i I would think so too we're all, I mean, when we're seeing it more and more and more, it's just that we had to pretend that we did before. Mm-hmm. And now it's, it's becoming more acceptable to be whatever our, to, to bring that uniqueness to play in everything we do, you know, not just at home and in our friendships, but, but at work and in, and in the way we, we think about ourselves, it, it's, it's just so important. Oh, I agree. And well, and I think the whole little box theory was started so it could be managed by whomever felt the need to manage it. So this is what is right. This is what is not, you know, and anything outside of it doesn't. Is a doesn't threat. Is a threat. Yeah, well, Let's just yeah. say it. Let's yeah. just say it. It's a threat. Mm-hmm. It's uncomfortable. It could be uncomfortable yeah. because whoever fits in the box doesn't understand it. Right. Well, because it's not predictable. Mm-hmm. It's not predictable. I think one of the one of the biggest attributes of, of people who are 
uniquely brilliant is is that we I wanted to say we don't think in straight lines, but some people do. I, I guess the difference is it doesn't look like a straight line when when someone who 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 thinks and moves through the world in a different way approaches a approaches a problem, comes on the scene, you know, joins a team, mm-hmm. et cetera. Yeah, there's the the processes of the brain are so much different. And, you know, we're taught to look at things very, well, linear, very, very one-dimensional. And that that's actually difficult for a lot of people. And mm-hmm. so to not allow them to be able to approach things from their angle limits the knowledge we can get from any situation. Yeah, that's the truth. That's the truth. I think one of the biggest examples of this uh, move towards accepting people's uniqueness is how there's finally a conversation around how introverts are really powerful people. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We, I mean, we, we've done a lot on introverts and extroverts and the way that most things in society are set up are for extroverts, but the introverts are the ones who go deep and and go deep into a problem, go deep into a relationship, go deep. And they're not scared of that. And that in and of itself is scary to people who can't embrace that. Right, right. Well, I think I think it's even more different than that because I know plenty of extroverts who go deep, but it's the quietness, right? Like the name of of the of the Hallmark book around all this, meaning the the the, the standard thing that we all read about it, is quiet. Mm-hmm. And it and I think the contrast is exactly what you said is that extroverts are loud, you know, and and they're not afraid to talk, and and they pro, you know, I'm an extrovert, so I can say this. A lot of us process out loud. Mm-hmm. Oh I yeah, say, I, I have never met an introvert that processes out loud. No, no, I mean well, that's I force you to. You do. <laughs> no, that's that's a skill I've learned, and I've I've yeah. I've gotten better and better at it because a lot more people in my world, especially since I moved up here, are quite extroverted. Mm-hmm. And and to clarify, introversion and extroversion are not necessarily what most people define them as. It's right. where you get your energy, mm-hmm. and so extroverts need people to keep their batteries running. They need to process out loud. They need to, that. It doesn't mean that they don't want quiet time now and then, because of course mm-hmm. everybody needs that downtime. But in order to, they focus better. They think better in groups with other people because that energy they feed off of it. Amen. Yep. And introverts feed off of the quiet. They feed off of the silence, and they they can go into their own minds to decipher things before they bring it out to other people. Yeah, exactly. And that's in a world that wants to go fast, Mm -hmm. right? And that wants to kind of see things in black and white right in front of you as you go, even if it's not black and white, it's, it can be hard for an introvert to be heard and just like you said, when, when, when we overlook what, what, when we overlook any piece of the conversation, when we overlook any person 
with their own uniqueness, with their own point of view, we're just missing out. Yeah. We're just, you know, they're, they're, you know, that there's a phrase I like to say, if you've been listening to the podcast, you've heard this before, this is going to work out better than I can imagine. And I love it because it, it, it is based on the idea that you get out of your own way mm-hmm. and leave yourself open to what's, what's out there. And what I've seen happen is that, that when I say it, when my clients say it, because they love to quote it back to me when I've forgotten it, there's just all these unexpected sources of insights and stuff that are so quiet that if you haven't, if I haven't taken the time to hush or to just say a mantra that gets me out of my, you know, gets me out of my own expectations, then I miss it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 kind of like walking in the woods. If you just walk through the woods and you have your headphones on or you're chatting with somebody or whatever, there's so many things going on around you that you miss. You know, there's flowers blooming, there might be critters, whatever. And if you it's it's that same thing just going through life. If you're not if you're tuning out you're in where you are instead of being present, then you're missing out. Yeah. Yeah. So How do you bring your unique brilliance to the fore? I don't know how to be without it. (laughs) No, that's a problem for us talking about this because we we really never have been really adept at not being (laughs) and hiding any part of ourselves. Yeah, I mean, it's really funny because I was thinking about this as I was reading your email about talking about this today. The one thing I remember is my, my younger son when he was probably preteen, he was trying to like sort of poke at me and he used to always go, oh, mom, you're so weird. And I'd say, thank you. I remember <laughs> and, that. <laughs> and he just, which would infuriate him even more for a while. And then he finally got it. He's like, oh, she doesn't care. <laughs> you know, it, it took him a while. That's not an insult to her. You know, she's, she's going to be weird and I'm going to have to deal with it. I'm going to have to adapt to her as opposed to getting her to change so have you ever been in a situation where people were determined to have you be somebody else or act some other way or move from a different place oh absolutely absolutely you you know there's been times there's i mean there's societal things where you have to conform to certain rules and whatever and that that's probably one of the reasons why like the corporate world was never an appeal to me because I, I don't think I could have sustained it. You know, I, I can, I can, I've been around enough people and I understand enough and I've gone deep enough to pull off yeah. <laughs> what I've need to in, in certain situations, but you know, but, but I really try not to do it at the expense of who I am. And that's not always been easy and it's not always been the case. There's mm-hmm. been times where I've been sucked into, you know, social groups and things like that, where I've kind of lost a little, lost my way a little bit. Yeah. But I think one thing about who I am and, and recognizing my unique brilliance early on is after a while, I, I can literally feel when I'm off the path Yeah. and I don't feel like me. And I have to do something to write it. Okay. 
So if you've been listening to the last few episodes, particularly the last one, we talked about a project Diana has been working on where she had to kind of stay quieter than she might normally have stayed quiet. And I'm wondering if that was one of those situations, because we talked about how tired you were afterwards, you know, and just Mm -hmm. feeling discombobulated. And if that's, that's an example of, uh, of that where, you did it strategically, but it was still brutal. Yeah. I don't know though that I, I think part of I think part of that, first of all, was the fact that it was all online. And so I didn't have the energy to contribute to. It was just all I know, and you were easy. done. You're so done with uh, uh, I, I, I am. we all I am. most of us are. Yeah. Well, and because I am quiet and because I'm an introvert that's a lot harder to be on a zoom call and to be heard. And Mm -hmm. because when I speak, I don't just speak, you feel the energy coming from me. You know, if I really want, if I really want something said, you know, it's, I had somebody tell me this one time. It's like, you know, you, you don't always say a lot, but when you do people listen. Oh yeah. That's part of your personality thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, that's part of the introvert thing. And that's very hard to come across on a zoom call because. Yeah. Unless the person's leading it is, is really skillful. Absolutely. mm -hmm, Yeah, exactly. They've got to be really skilled and be paying attention. Like, like you did in a lot of meetings Mm -hmm. where if I wasn't saying something, you'd call me out. Yeah. And. Well, it wasn't calling you out. It was more like, well, we haven't heard from Diana yet. Yeah. Well, you, (laughs) you, you, well, you had the awareness. Yeah. You yeah. know, that if things got noisy, that, you know, that's just that's just one of your unique talents, too, from well, being around me. all these people. Hello. That's 100 percent on you. You taught me that and my clients appreciate it. My introvert clients appreciate it and my extroverts do because it makes a much better manager and it makes it much easier for you. I feel like it makes it much easier for. Oh, I've never said this before for any person to be more of themselves when they're attuned to other people who need to be themselves too. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I feel like by its very nature, when I recognize that there's someone quiet in a group on a zoom call, whatever. And I did a ton, like I did big old things and I would, I would be watching, you know, there'd be like 45 people. I try and scroll through and see who's just, who's paying attention, but not saying a word, you know, and yeah. Hey, what are you thinking? But it, it's a real, it's a real pro move and it can be hard to do. Mm-hmm. But what, I mean, I'm just saying what you get from it is insane. I mean, just, the, just the insights and, and stuff. And I, I think what can be overlooked too is how that elevates everyone's discourse. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. When, when you bring those voices into the conversation and it can be, let's just be honest, you know, it could, in a, in a world that's, that we want to be inclusive, like, mm-hmm. you know, neuro inclusion. It also means if you, if, if some people don't talk up just because they're different, it might be a race thing. It might be a cultural thing. And when we take the, when, when we truly believe that that unique brilliance in each individual human being is what will lift us all up, then 
it becomes easier to tune into those moments and go, hmm, I haven't heard from you in a while. What you thinking? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. And, and so, I, and I think that's a, a great thing because there's another group that I've been a part of a little bit up here that started up and there's a core of people mm -hmm. who have been part of it for a long time and they kind of take over the whole thing. So and they want more people involved, but yet they don't, you know, hear everybody. And right. so um, they just all go, they all have their sort of role in this group and go around and there's no room for anybody else. No, there's yeah. not. Their, 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 their personalities are very big and they each like do their, this, you know, one person has all the big ideas. The other person knocks their ideas down. The other person asks like a bazillion questions because they don't understand the idea. And I sit there going, how did you guys ever get anything done? Right. <laughs> I like, so I've, I've gone to a lot of them individually with my thoughts. There you go. Instead of in the group setting, because in the group setting, they fall into this dynamic. And, and I've also said, when you guys fall into this dynamic, you're excluding everybody else. So if you really want this group to grow, then you're going to have to change. Yeah. And yeah. look at how you're handling things. Yeah. They probably don't know how to do it. No, they, they, and it's funny because it's, you know, it's, it's not my place to go in there and do that, but there are certain people I can talk to and say, okay, this is what's happening. Pay mm -hmm. attention. And then they can ask for your help if they're smart yeah, enough to ask for it. Absolutely. Is it okay if I'm not holding my breath on that one? <laughs> um, well, well, I do have, know. I do have go the ahead. ear of a couple people. So good. Good. Yeah. Well, you know, that happened in my uh, meetup group that I created next chapter. It was mm -hmm. a little different. I would notice I would have people come in, strangers come into the group and this is all women. You know, most of us, most everybody was over 40. I had one 20 year old in there for a long time. It was pretty awesome. And, but new people would come in, particularly towards the end. And I think this was a universe saying, Hey, it's okay to do what you want to do, Becky. But they would come in and, and they would be like crazy people. Mm -hmm. I mean, and let me just tell anybody listening to this. I have a very giant definition of crazy. I have seen a lot in my lifetime. So I don't just say crazy people. I do not say crazy. And I, and I'm, uh, but they wouldn't have a way in. And the people who were in the group would notice, A, that it was hard for the new people to fit in and keep coming. Although in that time period, four, five of the core people of the group that remains, that's when they came in. Mm. But because we knew each other, my, that group has been running for five years. You know, we've been together a long time. And and the the, the thing that I found in that group was we had created a sense of trust and intimacy that bringing strangers in, it didn't work for us. Yep. Yep. And, you know, since I have women who've been coming to that since the first day, you know, one of my, one of my friends in there now came on the first day and it was the day after her husband asked for a divorce and she came and it was pretty, and, she, and she's like a super introvert and she came anyway and it was great. And she's still with us, remarried, all kinds of cool things. But, I had to look at that group and, and, and feel through how, A, did I want to keep it going and B, for whom, mm. right? Yeah, sure. There are people who could need, you know, need stuff and whatever. 
and so you know it was it was just before covid that i i closed it i closed the meetup i I sent it was like 20 people i said hey first i talked to them about it actually you know the women who've been there since the beginning and the newer ones and i said i'm thinking about doing this and they're like please do that please please and it was i don't always do that i don't always remember to ask you know my unique brilliance is that i can bring all these people together and i can create a community out of them because that's my thing but i don't always remember to ask and get other people's viewpoints and i got some really good input input on how to handle it yeah it was great well and that's in this particular group that's the one thing i've mentioned is that the 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 decisions that they're making for a much larger group maybe they should ask the larger group (laughs) right yeah right exactly so let's talk about at work embrace Mm -hmm. your unique brilliance at work so obviously i coach on this all day every day it's i make a living doing this and the way i approach it is you 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 kind of intimated it at the at the beginning at the intro of of this episode is that so many of us are taught that the things that make us uniquely brilliant, that give us unique insights, are the things that are wrong with us. Mm-hmm. Right? For me, it's being loud and being a girl. You know, being a loud girl with ideas. Mm-hmm. Right? And uh, till I was in my 50s, I wasn't convinced that was a good thing. I was beginning to be. But I wasn't. And then I just, you know, as usual, I just kind of went, well, screw all this. I'm going to do what I want to do. <laughs> <Boom>. <laughs> So what I try to do is hook into that thing, th- that 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 moment, that idea, when when a client feels like she's most herself. Mm-hmm. You know, tell me about a time when when there was a project. Somebody asked you to do something, and you just went yes inside because you mm-hmm. may not have gone yes outside because you're still hiding, right? Because you don't know how they're going to react to your unique point of view. And, you know, we come up with some ideas. I also listen to people. When a lot of people, it's not that they're out of touch, is that there's not an objective observer to go, oh, that's your thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's your yeah. thing. Yeah. And the clues I listen to are, well, well of course I did that. Mm-hmm. My, uh, for me, the cue for me personally is, well, what else was I going to do? I went, oh, oh, that means this was unique to me <laughs> because I can't imagine doing anything else. So as we identify those things and go, but that's your thing. They're like, but it's not good. Details. I will never forget the client I had who said people were always saying she was too detail oriented. I'm like, and then we did her assessment, right? And it's her one of her best things yeah and so we went through it and we learned to reframe it and and she was she was i think is she the one who said she said oh my goodness this is so freeing yeah yeah well yeah most people aren't told like you said they're not told that their unique talents and brilliance is the positive right They, they don't know how what to do with it and so I have lots of friends, you know, right now I'm around a lot of musicians and. Oh my gosh. Talk about unique brilliance. Yeah. And so, and I mean, insanely, insanely good musicians, but anything outside of music, 
They think you're <laughs> stupid. Yeah. And it's like, you can't do that. You can't bring lyrics and passion and all that stuff to your music without having a much, a broad depth of things. Yeah. You know, you, you just can't. Right. And I always love the, the thing with, was it Henry Ford? Was that who it was that used to, that had like the people that they were like, he, they were going after him and asking him all these questions about stuff that he, they expected him to know. And he's like, if I need to answer that, I've got this button on my desk and I can call so-and-so and he can come in here and tell you all about it. It's, you know, I don't have to be responsible to know everything. I love it. Yeah, exactly. Well, now we have Google. It's even easier. Yeah. It's funny you bring up Henry Ford because the reason we are such linear thinkers and that's how we're trained at school was so we could work on assembly lines and build cars for Henry Ford. That's where it yeah. came from. And yeah. we're still doing well, it. Well, yeah, you know? any of that factory stuff. 120 yeah. years later. Well, particularly because he did the, what did he do? The belt. You the know, automation, you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah, more of the automation. So you just don't ask questions and you do things. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, I think it's, well, go ahead. I think you have to find it. I think, you know, as I'm thinking about it, I think when you want to, when you want to become more like yourself at work or, or in, in, a, in some kind of environment where you feel a little vulnerable, it's good to have an ally. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. It's good to have somebody, you know, who, who does what I do for you is like, mm, I haven't heard from you you know, or just makes an opening. I even have my clients train their managers on how to manage them. Yeah. Yeah. That's... You know, I've said this a million times on the podcast, you know, I have them tell them, well, if you want my best, my best insights, you need to wait for 10 minutes after the meeting is over and I will email them to you. Yeah. But in yeah, the, in, I'm, I'm in still processing meeting, it. I'm still, right. Yeah. You're absorbing. Yeah, a lot of meetings are like drinking from a fire hose. You, they're shooting everything at you. And then it's like, Okay, what did they just say? Right. Yeah. Well, and it's like that new phrase, you know, listening to respond instead of listening to understand. Mm -hmm. A lot of the quiet people are in there listening to understand. Yeah. Well, I also, you know, one of, one of the people who come to me frequently have, what do you call them? They're not, I don't even like neurotypical. Their brains work differently. Yeah. So one of the They're things. They're neurodiverse. Yeah, they're neurodiverse. Thank you. One of the things I, I, I coach them in doing is how to manage that in meeting settings and things like that. Mm -hmm. So I have, I have one client. I love her. And she she says, Becky, I just have to flip my pencil all the time. And she's like, it annoys or click my pen or something. I'm like, so hit your, hit your leg with your pencil. Nobody's going to hear that. She goes, oh, my God. And she goes, I cannot look people in the eye. I'm like, okay, look at their ear. Yep. It's just like, whoa, that works. That works. Yep. So they're just well, these you know, little tweaks so that it's not to, it's not to make people look like they fit in. At least I don't think of it that way. It's more, I talk about noise a lot, right? Not just like her, you know, with the pencil, but like the noise of society and work, you know, all that stuff. Oh, yeah. It's more to allow themselves to move through that noise, to set the noise aside. That's noisy. Like that pencil 
it's probably or, or just clicking a pen or just doing stuff with her fingers was probably really distracting and noisy for other people mm -hmm. but so that there's a way for her to still do that and have people hear her yeah yeah not to not detract from from yeah. who she is right she still gets to be her self and she gets to be heard yeah yeah and she gets to be heard i think you know, the other thing you do that i really appreciate is um match is teaching people how to find the right company or the right by by looking at their mission statement oh yeah yeah because then you know in, instead of because not everybody is open to not every company is open to changing for the employees yeah so it's really important to figure out what company is right for you yes i think it's really important i think that works and i now have added a work visualization that's all about the environment you're working in Mm -hmm. Not so much about the work you're doing, but the environment you're working in. And that's proven to be really, really powerful yeah. because if you say it, you can find it. Mm -hmm. You can write it down and capture it in words. You can find it. Or, you know, as I like to say, you too, it can find you. Mm -hmm. It can find you. Well, I think also, ooh, I had a thought about, oh, I can't remember. It'll come back to me. I hope. <laughs> I'm sure it will. <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't know. And it was good too. Gosh, I'll have to see if I can bring it back up into my head. So, yeah. Well, yeah. one thing that when you help people embrace their unique brilliance is how empowering it is. Mm -hmm. Because that gives them a sense of belonging in the world. And yeah. no matter what the world looks like they if you know who you are you will find where you belong you'll find that space mm -hmm. you know or or you'll learn to be comfortable within yourself which is more important than being comfortable anywhere else right yeah. right i think the more we're able to do that to have an ally a coach somebody who reflects the power of our unique brilliance back to us, the faster we get to that place. Mm -hmm. Oh, that absolutely. Is, yeah. Right. I think because, I think, well, because we don't always recognize in ourselves these things because we have so many self judgments. Right. And sometimes it really helps to have somebody on the outside looking in saying, hold up, <laughs> you know, or, you know, and, and literally call you out in, yeah. in a nice, loving, gentle way or whatever you need, maybe even. <laughs> She part for me because she knows. Yeah, I'm just doing everything. Head. Whatever the the situation requires. I, I say, are you kidding me? No, my favorite is um. What did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite, and they're like, Ugh. I don't know. Yeah, but it, it's it's hard to do alone. Mm -hmm. It gets ex exponentially easier the more you do it. And the icing on the cake is when you have somebody who's on your side and willing to help you do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because it feels very isolating. Mm -hmm. You feel like you're the only person that thinks that way. Right. Because everybody's trying to hide it. Right. Because it's not in the box. So, and if more people were comfortable in letting it out, that's when you start to attract the people into your life that, that have similar thoughts and values and mental processes to you or at the same time if you can accept yours 
that makes you open to accept others. Right. And that gives you a whole another sense of community as well. That's so true. That's, that's like, yeah. I mean, I love, I mean, I, I mean, I do this anyway, but I think because I got so comfortable with how weird I think <laughs> that I love meeting other people that think completely different from me because that expands my brain and, you know, opens my mind to so many different other options. I may not agree with them, but at the same time, it's like, huh, I never even would have considered that. That, oh, that yeah. just wasn't even part of my Math. realm. Yeah. Math. Now you just expanded my whole world. Yeah. Yeah. We've done that for each other a lot, haven't we? Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. For, for real. Five years, six years, forever. For a long time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, for a long time. Well, you know, I think one of the, what I was thinking about earlier was when you were talking about the musicians, you know, mm -hmm. it, it reminded me of how hard it is for people to identify the ways that their unique brilliance can be used that they haven't seen yet or, or recognized or hasn't been exposed to, you know, been exposed to. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, 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 and as I say that, I think of the super hyper musicians I know, and I, th I think of the ones who are working at desk jobs all day and I'm thinking, why are you doing that? Yeah. Why, are you, why are you doing that? You know, you, you weren't built for a desk job. Well, and what people forget is that there's ways to be in industries that can still, you know, th there's more than one way to be in any industry. And yes. so you need to explore all the different things that make that industry work. And figure, you know, wherever that passion of yours lies, you know, I, I, cause a, a lot of my friends that are musicians, they went down like the musician route, you know, trying to get bigger or whatever. And they, they, this is another thing where your values come in, mm -hmm. you know, not everybody has the values to play in a stadium, you know, yeah. they don't have the the where for all where they want to be on the road 300 days out of the year. That's just not who they are. No. And, and, and then a lot of times they think that's failure because that scene, because the stadium musician is, is what's seen as the gold standard, but that, that discounts their, their unique brilliance. It discounts their talents. It discounts all of that and makes it a negative for them because they're not looking at it from any other angle. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And, and that's where a lot of people get into big trouble and because they, they don't, they, they see somebody else's idea of what success looks like yeah, and can't meet that instead right. of figuring out what success is going to be for them. Oh yeah. I have, I have some clients now who work in the insurance industry in giant insurance companies and they're very creative people. Ugh. And they are, and they, I mean, they came to me, so obviously they knew something, they wanted to change something up. But what I was struck by is how squelched their ideas of themselves had become. Mm -hmm. And their ideas of who they are and their, and their value in the workplace 
were skewed and it was because they they who they were had been erased yeah right and uh, not uh, and not intentionally yeah i mean if you you know obviously the reason they work in the insurance company insurance industry is because it's a job they could get you know now 15 years later oops well i've had 30 year people come to me from from insurance and it's that lack of knowledge and and the real the thing i'm proudest of is being able to bring them back to that you know is to bring them back to that creativity and go well this got lost yeah but but it didn't ever the the voice never shut up well right that's, but that's they the actually they play it out in their work they play it out in their work i'll i'll they'll somebody will say something in passing and then we'll have another conversation i'm like wait a minute didn't you tell me about a time when you had this really amazing idea and it really made a big difference and blah 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 and they'll go yeah i'm like there it is there well, it is because you you are not a person who can be totally squelched yeah yeah no like creativity is definitely one of those things that it has to come out somewhere yeah and yeah. i mean whether whether you go home and make gourmet meals for your family or you know just have, have a creative approach at work yeah you know well and the thing is so many people are sold a bill of goods of safety and security and that certain jobs are going to be more safe and secure than others and right. not necessarily if you hate it <laughs> right right i think i think a unique problem in this situation and i do have a lot of clients from the insurance industry is that at a until you get to a more senior level a lot of what you do is not transferable mm -mm. And it's and it's and it's and it's I'm hard perfect. to imagine how to move forward. Yeah. It's hard to imagine how to move forward. So that's that's well, I have a couple friends in in the insurance industry too, and it's it's very institutionalized. It's very much like an education yeah. thing. This is how we do it, kind of thing. Yeah. And so there's not a lot of room for movement. Plus, there's a lot of punitive responses to things oh yeah which is you know makes you feel so much less than yeah you know there's there's so there's a lot of industries where i mean and you're in atlanta so i'm sorry but traffic is a thing and you know yep. five minutes late is all those yankees moved down here honey it didn't used to be a thing well <laughs> it's been a thing for as long as i was there and it's <laughs> my my biggest thing was during covid when you they showed the roads and it's like <laughs> wow i didn't even know there were roads there i just but yeah i mean you know to get to treat adults like children who have been bad you know industries that do that is and especially with creative people it's crazy, is, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, and plus, those industries are sure missing out on a lot of innovation and improvements. Oh my gosh! Right? 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 Yeah, well, that's the thing. They're they're not having that big view that we talked about in the beginning of this. Yeah. They're not seeing all the potential of everything, everybody that's there. They're missing yeah. out big time. Yeah. And they probably don't have the right people in the right places. True. Oh God, I could give you chapter and verse on that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. 
For sure. Well, I think we probably need to wrap this up because I know because we could beat this horse for days. And days <laughs> we could keep days. going. We could keep going. I think the takeaway I'd like I think what I'd like people to take away from this conversation is you get to exercise that unique brilliance and you get to decide how. And yeah. and I hope some of these ideas and tips and just the stories we've shared help you find your way closer to that. You don't have to flip a switch and, you know, and, and all of a sudden expect for people to be different or treat yourself, treat you different or you bring a different person to work. But every time you do it, every time you speak up from your authentic voice, from your uniquely brilliant point of view, I promise it gets easier. Oh, absolutely. And you get more confident and, oh, yeah. and become more you. Yeah, you get back to yourself. You get back to yourself. All right. So, yay. It's one of my, our favorite topics, as you can tell. So if you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with a friend. Please, please, please don't keep it to yourself. If you'd like to do us a giant favor, please rate and review us on Apple. What do they call it now? I think it's just called Apple Podcasts. We're also, we're on all the places. We're on Apple, Google. I think we're on Amazon starting next week. Spotify. You can find us everywhere. iHeartRadio. We're everywhere. If you have any ideas that you'd like for us to talk about or something you want us to go into in more detail, please let us know at our email address, which is brilliantandquirky at gmail.com. Brilliantandquirky at gmail.com. Or, I keep forgetting to say this, you can put something on our Facebook page, which is Uniquely Brilliant. I think that, is that everything? Sounds like it. <laughs> if not, we will have more on next episode. <laughs> <laughs> so until next time, I'm Becky Berry. I'm Diana Bader. Y'all take good care. 